Good morning, Mr. Sean Mark Nipper. Good morning, Photo Joseph. How are you? I am. Hey, it, can I say it's the best day of my life or would that be like totally stealing your line? Well, I mean, it is the best day of your life. It's the only one you got, so you're not <laughs> stealing anything. You know, that is a really good point. It's the only day you've currently got. So if it's not the best day, then no right? one Yeah. It should be wow. better than yesterday. God, it's like a whole philosophical thing that now I have right? to think about. Well, there goes the rest of my morning. Thanks, buddy. Now I got to ponder life. <laughs> what have you been up to? Well, I've been, uh, of course, working on the college stuff, getting those done. And I have a new project that I'm looking forward to. This one should be kind of fun. Um, I'm going to be working with a client that has a pet store. And it's all about holistic wellness uh, stuff. All their stuff's organic and no grains and, you know, pretty cool. But what we're going to do is we're going to take some of the frequent uh, customers that come in with their animals and I'm going to actually interview the animals and ask them <laughs> what they think about shopping there at the holistic pet supply and the owner, which if you have a dog or cat, you usually create a voice for them. Okay. And so we'll have the owner being the voice of the animal and uh, giving a nice testimonial for how amazing the store is. So we're kind of looking forward to that. We're going to do about I, four or five different dogs. I love it. That yeah. is so funny. Yeah. That is, that is great. That is so Ashland. And totally. So I, I love it. That's going to be fun. Did you pitch yeah. the idea? They come to you? Where'd this come about? Uh, so I actually met this person at Greeters, uh, the okay. local Ashland chamber uh, weekly meeting that I haven't been to in a while because I've been so busy. Mm. Um, but they approached me and said, Hey, I want to do video and, and this and that. And, uh, I had the idea of like, what, what better, uh, person to sell your business than someone that's shopped with you or worked with you. And they have a testimonial for who, you know, how, how it was working with you. And I said, well, what if we do it from the pet's perspective? Uh, that would be a different, different thing and kind of stand out a little bit. So yeah, they love it. it. That is awesome, man. Well, cool. Yeah. That's it, And that's just a great lesson for anybody trying to get into this business or really any business, but just originality, being creative like that, thinking on your feet and coming up with ideas that are uh, maybe a riff off of what the potential client was proposing. And you hit them with something like that and they go, dude, this guy's got good ideas. Yeah, I'm going to hire yeah. him. That's yeah. great. That's going to be fun. Yeah. So we should be shooting that next week, I think. Oh, wow. Quick turnaround. Sweet. Very good. Well, yeah. I was just in San Francisco, I think, you know, on Monday of this week, working with a school down there. And this was kind right. of a trial run, if you will. Uh, hopefully, I'll come back and work with the students next year if um, if that fits into the plan. But yeah, I spent the day working with a group of instructors, teachers, faculty, staff, which had been paired off in kind of a, an artistic teacher, like an art teacher, a more artistic bent person, and then a more technical person. And they were paired off to create projects based off of uh, off of our plan. And essentially, we started off with a, a very simple create a tutorial just using your computer, kind of a, like using screencast, um, doing a, oh, here's how to reset your printer. Here's how to change this thing on your LinkedIn profile. Just really simple stuff. And then in the afternoon, which was really a, a beginner introduction for most of them, most of them had never done something like that. And then in the afternoon, they all did something quite a bit more ambitious. And many of them shot video with the DSLR and uh, captured good audio and edited it together to make a, a little mini tutorial of sorts. And it was a really interesting exercise. I think a lot of the people involved didn't expect to enjoy it or didn't really even necessarily want to be a part of it. But at the end, they they dug it. They had a good time and created some cool stuff. 
Oh, that's cool. That's very cool. And I love the fact that you're going and you're you're working with children and and teaching them now to, you know, be prepared for stuff like that. We need that stuff. Uh, we don't realize it. And, you know, of course, these kids could probably, you know, set the clock on your VCR. <laughs> Actually, they've probably never seen one before. <laughs> they've never seen a VCR. Who are you kidding? <laughs> yeah. Well, now now you really are dating yourself. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to date myself a little bit more later on, too. But uh, yeah, so that's cool. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was a thrill to be a part of it. I, I love doing work with schools like that. And yeah, it worked out well. So, And then next week, I've got uh, the New York trip. I'm going to New York for the Adorama Inspire event. So I'm leaving Monday. I'm going to be on a panel on Tuesday evening and then doing the workshop with the BMX writer, Chad Douglas, on Thursday morning. This should be a lot of fun. I'll be playing with the S-Series cool. camera. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. Well, so this panel that you're on, is uh, it's going to be quite interesting, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we've got Frono's photo as the host, and he's going to uh, he's going to be asking us, presenting to us the topic of are you a real photographer if you teach online? So I, I'm excited to have that debate and argument. I, I hope someone disagrees because I know everybody on the panel is going to be like, well, yeah, obviously we're real photographers, uh, but we'll see what what he has to to hit us with. That should right. be fun. Hopefully, we get into fisticuffs up there. It'll be a good time. <laughs> Fisticuffs. Yeah, I'm. I'm wondering if he's asking the question because that's how he feels, or is he trying to uh, break down some barrier that some people think um, about photographers, right? And and you know, shed new light on you know what the what that might be. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see. Uh, is, will it be streamed? Will it be can we, can we watch this or I? I you know honestly, I don't know if it's going to be streamed. I don't think so, but. Adorama.com slash inspire is where you learn about everything. So anybody listening who wants to check it out, Adorama.com slash inspire. Like I said, I don't know if it's going to be streaming. That'd be nice. Um, but but yeah, I guess we'll find out. Well, I was just on Adorama yesterday. I was looking at the Black Magic Pocket cin Cinema. Let me see. What's it? Pocket it's Cinema Camera 4K. <laughs> yeah, that one. That's such a big name for a camera. Jeez. Big name, um, little camera. Right. You know, it's, it's micro four thirds, but I've been watching some stuff about it and I'm, I'm interested in looking into that potentially. Um, because, you know, I've been using black magic to edit. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I know you're a Panasonic guy and you're, yeah, you you're know, if you start shooting the black magic camera, we can't be friends anymore. Right. Whoa, man. <laughs> well, I already don't use final I'm cuts. I'm, I'm glad we can still hang out. <laughs> no, as you know, I I have Blackmagic cameras that I use for my live broadcast. Um, right. Yeah, the studio cameras. They're great. They're great for that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, cool. No, I, that camera has gotten a lot of really, really rave reviews. So if you do end up getting your hands on one, I will be uh, interested to hear what you say, hear what you think about it. All right. All right. I'm definitely, I'm considering it. Considering. We'll see. Yeah. So we've got a uh, an interesting toy that we want to, uh, well, we want to play with, but we don't have, but... Well, why don't you tell us a little bit about this RoboMaster for anybody who has not yet heard about this thing on the interwebs. Right. So DJI has just come out with another uh, departure from their drones and their gimbals and such. Um, <clears throat> they recently launched a new camera that they're trying to, you know, compete with GoPro, I'm imagining. Sure. But this, this is something completely different. It's the RoboMaster S1. And it's, well, when it comes in the box, it's completely disassembled. You have to put it together 
like a puzzle. Um, Which so is a in great a, litmus test. If you can't put this thing together, then you shouldn't be playing with it. Kind right. of you, have, you are not allowed to play with toys if you can't put this together. Um, but what's cool is you can actually, if you have a, uh, young children, it, it really is designed not just to run around and take video and follow you and such. It's, it's, there's this whole other section that you can learn how to program and, and code with this thing by, you know, setting up uh, different paths and patterns for it to go on. And it, it just looks absolutely phenomenal. And now it's, it's a little expensive depending on, you know, what you like to pay for toys, but <laughs> it's, it's a little bit beyond a toy. In my opinion, it's, it's it, it is. pretty robust. Well, let's back up a little bit for anybody who hasn't seen it yet and explain a little bit more of what it is. So it is a four-wheeled, they're calling it a robot. It's a robot master. Um, It's a four-wheeled vehicle about the size of, I don't know, a box of cereal or so, maybe a little little taller than that. And it has a tower on it that has a camera and a little gun that can shoot either infrared beams or can actually shoot these little mini pellets. But the key about it is, as you're saying, it's programmable. So you can control it just from your smartphone or there's a, an extra controller with actual joysticks on it that you can use. But you can write custom code for it to give it certain moves or patterns or behaviors. And that's the whole real point. That's where this thing gets really interesting is that you can take it so far beyond what it can do when it comes out of the box. Totally, totally. Yeah, it's uh, it's got – you can um... – play with other friends. There's a whole, I guess, RoboMaster competition that you can go in and it's less about breaking other people's robots. You've seen those robot, uh, robot war battle things. Yeah. 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 Uh, but more about, um, there's actually included in the app that comes with a little video games where you can, you know, hit the sensors, the infrared sensors on each side and, and around it. Um, and of course, since it's a DJI product, it's going to be able to have the capability to follow you. And right. so with a little gimbal on it, you can actually set it up. You can do gestures just like they've set up in some of their drones and you can control it without even actually having to use the app. So, I mean, it's pretty, pretty darn cool. Yeah, it definitely looks like a lot of fun. It, it really is such a great tool to learn with. This is the kind of right. thing that you, you want to get your kid so that they get excited about robotics, get excited about AI, get excited about programming. There's so many things that you could do, so much potential in this product. It really is fascinating. Absolutely. Now, you, re- you compared it to something that you had as a kid. You sent me this Wikipedia thing, and I, when, when I first pulled it up, when I first saw the preview in my phone, the, just the text, I mean, this this sounds really familiar, and then I had to actually open. And I saw the preview draw. Like, oh my god! I used to I used to play with one of these. Right, the big track. I totally had this when I was a kid. My dad big bought it track. for me, and I think he probably bought it for himself, and <laughs> it let me play with it sometimes. But it was uh, it's a little tank looking thing, and it's got a keypad on the back. You can actually look it up if you Google big track B I G T R A K. Yeah, and um, we'll put links to these down in the uh, show notes as well. Oh yeah, good idea. Um, but I just remember you could you could program it to go out a certain distance, take a left, go around, right. and actually, you know, the keypad would be like one length of the of the track is is one segment. So you would go, okay, I want to go right. five segments. It would go five lengths of itself, take a left, and uh, super fun. I actually had the little. Um, it had a attachment on the back. You could carry stuff around, and so. 
Oh yeah, it had like fun. a trailer or something, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So not to to bury the lead on one of the most exciting parts of this RoboMaster, but the big track when it turned, it did it could do a stationary ninety degree rotation. The tracks were like tank tracks, and they would rotate opposite directions, so it could basically do a ninety degree do do a full three sixty degree without moving forward or backward. Right, but the RoboMaster can actually move sideways. It can strafe, which, which is crazy, strafe, which is insane. The wheel. I don't fully understand the wheel technology. I'd love to dig into this a little bit more and really understand how this actually works. But the wheels are round, but they have some strange pattern to them. And I'm not sure if there's something about the pattern, like inside of the wheels, parts move. But whatever it is, it can move completely sideways. And it's not because the wheels rotate 90 degrees. The thing just strafes sideways. Yeah, I'm watching videos of it now. And and it's just, I, I don't get it. I don't get how that works. But man, it is so cool looking. It makes you wonder, could cars, like real cars that we drive, do that? Is that technology that you could build into a full man-sized vehicle? Oh, my God. I mean, parallel parking would be so much easier. I mean, take it off the test, for Christ's sakes, because, look, I just press a button. Yeah. And just think, you could fit so many more cars on a street because you wouldn't have to have a half a car length extra to squeeze into. You just, you could have, you got a spare inch and that's enough. Crazy. Now, I noticed that it comes with a controller, or rather, there's a controller you can get. I don't believe it actually comes with the controller. Right. So you control it with your smartphone on its own, or you can buy the extra controller. And, and I, I didn't see the price for that. I just saw the price for the the main robot, which which I don't think we mentioned yet. It's $500, which yeah. is, it's a lot of money for a toy if you're buying it as a toy for your kid. But given the technology in this, I think it's probably really inexpensive. I, I think you're right. I think, you know, the initial sticker shock of going, oh my God, I'm going to buy a $400 little car. Um, it's five, yeah, $500. I, I mean, it's so much more than, than that. And just the ability to be able to teach your children now. I mean, I, I would love to known how to code. Right. So, um, yeah, I think if you're, if you're going to buy it just so that you can run it around like any old RC car, then just go spend 50 bucks on an RC car. But yeah. this is so much more than that, but you have to, be willing to put the time and effort into it. And part of that is the fact that it comes disassembled. Um, I, I think that's really great that you have this thing that comes in a thousand pieces and you have to put it together. And that gives you so much more appreciation for what goes into it, for how it works, and then also understanding how to fix it when things invariably go wrong, especially since you're driving it around at 100 miles an hour. It's going to smash into walls and pieces are going to fall off and you need <laughs> to know how to crash. put it back together. Yeah, I was watching a video. I think you mentioned iJustine. Right. And then I she just has a friend... One. Yep, and iPhone Doe did one. Yeah, Farouk is this guy's name uh, that mm-hmm. does. The, I, I love his videos. He does a really good job. Um, but it was fun to watch them, uh, four of them in a room together, just like running around, crashing into stuff, knocking cameras over. And and uh, it just looks like it's a blast. So I think you and I should probably invest in these just because we both have young young children that need to learn how to code. And I think I need the, I need to learn how to code too. That's what I'm calling it anyway. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm past that stage in my career. There's no way I'm going to start learning how to code at this point, but it it is still wicked cool. It is extremely interesting. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for this. I think it'll be really fun to see what people do, what kind of things people come up with for it. Um and the, the competition you were talking about, that's in China, right? And that's right. a that's a big deal thing that's been happening for years. It's not like this is something new they've come up with just for this uh, new gadget this is something that's been going on for a long time it's been having for some time yeah so yeah teams get together and they create certain um 
routes and paths and and you know obstacles to go around and and through and then of course there's there's other robots that'll be in your way so you have to interact with them and and so it looks it looks really interesting i i want to see more about the uh the actual competition itself yeah it does look interesting well this thing is a blast i th- i think um <laughs> i would love to get one but i can't really justify it i know that i mean i'll talk to my kid i'm going to show it to him but i he's not into coding at all and i don't know that he'd get into it i don't think he'd be too excited about building building this um so i may have to pass on this one but it does look like a lot of fun if you uh, get one I'll, I'll come over to your house to play he's 14 he's the right age but uh he's just never expressed interest in this sort of thing so i don't know we'll see i'll right. show him the video so well i was says. thinking for for yuri i think i think uh he would love this yeah right you'll put it in the hands of a four-year-old he, he, he might put it together <laughs> <laughs> exactly here you go i'm gonna leave you for an hour see how you do i'll be back yeah. <laughs> you might figure it out, man. I've seen that kid build some crazy stuff. Right? Yeah. yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Fantastic. Hey, you know, a topic, and, and I'm surprising you with this because we didn't bring this up before we talked, but we haven't talked about the the S1H yet, the new Lumix camera that got announced. Right. 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 I mean, this yeah. is only our second episode, and the first one was about the sure. Mac Pro, but, but we haven't talked about that. Uh, and I don't think you and I have actually talked about it even offline since it was announced. No, so, no, we've been pretty busy. You've been traveling and I've been working. So, um, but yeah, yeah that, give, me that your, just, give me your first thoughts. So first thoughts is it's big, just like the other, uh, you know, the S1 the and series the cameras, S1R. Yeah. yeah. So my, my interest is what, uh, they're jumping into the full frame market because they're, there's people out there that think that that's what they need. And they, we've had this conversation and we've had this before about, you know, the micro four thirds and like, Oh, you, you can't get the depth of field with that. And, and uh, obviously with a full frame sensor, you're going to get some ridiculous depth of field. Um, I think the lenses that are coming along with this um, are pretty ridiculous. That lineup that you had was just, Oh my God. I, I, uh, I had feelings that I have never felt before. When I saw those, um, the Cine lenses, from yeah. Sigmet, yeah, those are pretty sweet. My goodness. Be yeah, still it's, my it's heart. It's worth pointing out too. And those lenses, those Cine lenses right now are either EF mount for Canon or PL mount, and those can all be adapted. But a lot of lenses, and I don't know actually if the Cine lenses are going to be built with L mounts. So I don't know if that's something that Sigma has announced, but certainly a huge lineup of standard DSLR type lenses are being built for the uh, S-series camera, the L-mount. So that's right. something that's already happening. But the Cine lenses, I mean, to a degree, there's not really much point probably in them developing ones that have the dedicated L-mount because you can adapt it so easily. And it's not like you're giving up autofocus or anything like that because these are all mechanical lenses anyway. Right, right. And what was the price on the uh, the H? The H is going to be around $4,000. They haven't okay. set a, an exact price, but they said around $4,000. All right. And this is the first camera at that price range that you're going to be able to get some 6k footage. Am I right? right? That's right. That's, so, that's the big thing on this thing. It does full 6k in a three, two aspect ratio and 5.9k. So you know, close enough to 6k in 16 by nine. And that's, that's incredible. So there's two points in that that I want to make just in case, I don't, I don't know if you saw the show that I did on YouTube, but for anyone who hasn't seen it, um, just a, well, the day of the announcement. So about two weeks ago, I guess I did a video on YouTube comparing the S1H and the S1 with V-Log, which is the other update that was announced, um, and to the S1 without V-Log, just to kind of you know put it all in perspective. But this whole idea of shooting 6K, I know for a lot of people you think, well, okay, I'm not going to deliver 6K, that's ridiculous. But we got to remember that 
a lot of people, myself included right now, will shoot 4K and deliver 1080p because it gives us the option to punch into the shot. And that's now something you'll have shooting in 6K or 5.9K. You can now deliver in 4K, which I would rather be doing, but I also don't want to give up the flexibility of punching into a shot. So this gives you the best of both there, which is pretty remarkable. It is. Now, I remember when... You know, I was shooting, I think I had the Canon 7D or maybe I'd just gotten the the GH4, but it was back when David Fincher was shooting the the American version of uh, the girl with the dragon tattoo. Okay. And he was using the red, uh, whatever it was, shooting 5K and he loved the opportunity and he generally does anyway. Uh, to reframe and post and change the story. And that's really what we've been doing, uh, you know, with the 4K stuff is, you know, um, maybe I'm not shooting a narrative like that, but I'm shooting interviews and I get somebody that's nervous and they're umming a lot. And what I need to do is punch in just to make, you know, just to clean that up a little bit and make it almost kind of look like a two camera interview as well. Um, But now having 6Ks worth of, information to play around with in post um that's pretty phenomenal you can set the camera up and hit record exactly i mean even imagine you've got like right now you could do a 4k and you can get multiple 1080p shots out of that if you shot 6k but still delivered 1080p that's even more shots that you have more options that you have that's pretty remarkable and then the the 6k the true 6k option which is only recording at 24p is a 3-2 aspect ratio, which is designed primarily for either shooting open gate, so meaning you have the ability to reframe by panning up and down, not just left and right or pushing in, plus it's for anamorphic. So if you put a 2-to-1 anamorphic lens on the camera and shot in 6K, when you stretch that out, that is a 12K resolution image on your timeline. Holy moly. Holy moly. Which is, you know, just kind of a little bit awesome. So... I think, yeah, yeah. If you know, for four thousand dollars, it's in, this is a bargain for what it's going to do. It's yeah. pretty remarkable. Now, it's worth saying, just in, in the odd event that someone's listening to this who doesn't actually know us yet, because uh, this podcast is so new. I am a Lumix ambassador, so it's worth pointing that out. I am clearly biased towards this camera, but that said, I think that the the initial reaction of the public at large has been very, very positive. Yeah, and you know, much like the Mac Pro we talked about last week. While 4K may be a lot of money for your average consumer or YouTuber or whatever, this camera is not for them. Like the Mac Pro at a $6,000 starting price point and probably up to close to $40,000, that's not for everybody. Right, Most people right. don't need that. The S1 with the V-Log kit is going to give you what 90% plus of filmmakers need. Right. This is just taking it to the next level. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, $4,000 for something that you can, well, so here's the thing though. So I've got a 4k television and it's beautiful. I love it. Um, there's I've not got a, a 720p lot of stuff. TV. You should come see it. Sometime. <laughs> well, that actually is pretty phenomenal too. That plasma is still <laughs> killing it, you know, all these it years is. later. Um, but to, to shoot 6k, nobody's going to output that. I hardly even output 4k for anybody. Nobody's really asked for it. And when I send over videos to people, it's always, you know, down risk to 1080 and, you know, um, but there's just not the, the call for delivering in 4k, much less 6k. And now we have 8k, <clears throat> excuse me, 8k televisions coming out. And, you know, the, the red's been able to shoot 8k for a couple of years now. Mm. So, but one thing I, so I, about the 8K and about the 6K, when I was at Cine Year last year, 
um, when you were there, I got to meet the DP for guard, <clears throat> excuse me, DP for guardians of the galaxy. Oh, 2. right. And he shot 80% of that film handheld because of the capabilities of reframing and post. But he said he got better performances because he didn't have the big rig. He could be mm. right there with the actors in their face, nice and close. Um, but he didn't have to be too close. He could punch in and still have all that data that he's not losing any resolution for when he goes output to even 4K if that's, you know, that's what they did. So Interesting. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's it's remarkable. I'm I'm excited to get my hands on this, and um, hopefully and they're sending you one, right? Well, yeah, I'm sure. Hopefully, I'll have one before the public at large. That would be nice, and do a little show on yeah. it. But um, but we'll see. You well, know, it's, if they're I sending it to you, that means sure. if they're sending it to you, that means they're sending it to me as well. <laughs> <laughs> Bottle of whiskey later. Look yeah. at all these beautiful shots I've. <laughs> Well, if I do get it in advance, we'll definitely have to go out and shoot something because, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, this is too good of one to just uh, to just hide in the studio. We'll have to go play yeah. with that a bit. Yeah. And they'll, they'll send you a couple of lenses, too. Maybe not the send you lenses, but they'll they'll send you something. Well, I actually have a call after this show with um, with a CEO of a company that makes lens adapters. And I'm going to try and get set up so I can have some of the adapters that I did the video on, but actually have some in-house permanently so that I can do more with those because I, I, I want to go out and buy some of these cheap Mamiya medium format lenses that are on eBay right now and, and go back to shooting like that on the S1 because it's a, it was such a beautiful thing. But yeah. these adapters are all pieces that I need for that. And, and I'm hoping to get my hands on some permanently. I had to send everything back that I had for the show that I did. But yeah, that's Damn uh, it. I know, I know. But hey, we're working on it, working yeah. on it because yeah. that's, a, that's a beautiful combo. Indeed, yeah. All right, well, looking forward to that. That should be fun. So, hey, uh, let's let's wrap this thing up. Where do you want the people to follow you on the socials, my friend? You can follow me at Real House Films. I thought it was clever by naming it R-E-E-L House Films. And, of course, Sean Mark Nipper. You can follow me there. Uh, but definitely Real House Films on Instagram, Facebook, and uh, I guess Twitter, too. I got to I gotta learn how to tweet. I'm not good at that <laughs> thing. This confuses me. Uh, it's just I just ask I basically use Twitter just to see if I can win contests. Right. Right. You have kids. Ask them. They'll teach you how to do it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. There you go. All right. Well, I'm, of course, Photo Joseph everywhere, including on YouTube, which is where I would love for you to head over to and subscribe. That'd be lovely. All right, my friend. Well, hey, it was good. Uh, good catching up with you again. Indeed. Next week, I'll be in New York. So we should record again on Friday after I'm back. And I can tell you all about that little adventure. Yeah. I want to hear all about it. Yeah. I think you should just bring a recorder. And uh, and play it back. I want to hear what uh, how it goes down. You want, you want some <laughs> ambient noise? I should play some background noise from the show, exactly. that sort of thing. Yeah, the outrage. I want to hear the outrage. <laughs> All right, buddy. I'll awesome. talk to you soon. All right. Bye. Bye. -bye.